Welcome to Audio Shelf. A place where we take you on a fantastic journey through our audiobook adventures. I'm Brad. And I'm Brittany. And we are the voices in your head. Hello! Hi! I'm Brittany. And I'm Brad. And we are Audio Shelf. Before we start, make sure to click that red button down below to subscribe to our channel. Please, we need it! We didn't point. Oh. (sighs) And also, if you want to become a member of our Patreon community, you can find the information down below as well. Mm. Spend a lot of time down there. Yep. What are you doing down there? So today, we are going to be reviewing There's Someone Inside Your House. Wait, what? I'm sorry? It's a book, Brad. Oh. You're you're okay. (sighs) Sorry. By Stephanie Perkins. Ooh. Narrated by Bonnie Turpin. Oh, I love Bonnie Turpin. She's so good. So good. We are excited about this one because it is another horror, scary slasher. It's considered YA slasher. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it kind of is in the same vein of like a scream-ass. Mm-hmm. Uh, know what you did last summer. Yes. It's about all I have hidden from in my life. <laughs> I can't think of anymore. Yeah. So it's it starts, the book starts off very strong. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Very oh. much, very much like scream. First chapter. You know, popular girl, blonde hair, blue eyes, Gets slashed and gashed. Ooh. And you find out that she is the popular girl at school in the drama club. Yeah. And the next day, the whole school is mourning. mourning and they're faced with TV crew and all this news media coverage about the death of the white girl. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Basically. Basically. <laughs> <laughs> and then, th- so throughout the book, you... Follow this group of teens who are, you know, having sex and falling in love, trying to be the next lead in the drama play, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. playing football and things like that. And throughout the book, you have different deaths. Yes. And it all ultimately leads back to the group of friends and the killer is revealed Mm -hmm. and then you have it. Yep. There's also a little bit of mystery in there with our main character, Makani. So you kind of get this little sliver of what her life was before she moved to Nebraska. Mm -hmm. And you don't know what it is because she's not sharing it. Mm -hmm. But you know that it's something bad because apparently a lot of people hate her from her hometown. Yeah. So. There's a lot of themes that that are found through this book that correlate with the young adult horror genre that yeah. started with that was like very 90s-esque yeah where you have the mysterious boyfriend who has secrets and he's very he's brooding and he's wearing a dark leather jacket mm-hmm. and then you have the the girl with all this the hair full of secrets makani yeah, and she's living with the grandma and who also has some problems mm-hmm, and you don't know what happened to her parents so there's a lot of themes that are present that can be seen from the 1990s movies, like the ones that you mentioned. Yes. And there's always, you know, there's the slutty girl that's getting around and there's the jock boy. There's always all these different um, facets. facets. And it's really interesting. Like Brad said, it starts off really, really strong. Um, and then it sort of gets into this area of teen angst. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I would say like teenage wasteland is I think the way I describe yeah. it. Like 
where it's just a lot of talking about what these teens are doing. There's a lot of um, things that are happening in their life. It's not really like slashing gash them mm-hmm. um, with this group of teens, with our main group of teens. Mm-hmm. Now, there's other parts in the book that happen that are just like one-off chapters where you see this mysterious killer going around killing people. Yeah. Like the description of Haley's death in the very beginning, that main popular girl is really, really creepy. And that first chapter just really like stabs you in the jugular. Yeah. It it sets a tone. Yes. It sets a great tone. Yeah. But the tone for me does not continue. Mm -hmm. There is about three major deaths from people that you don't even know about until they die. Right. And I think that's the problem is If you're going to write a book, I want to know about the characters that are going to meet an untimely death. Yeah, quicker Yeah, than what... It's Yeah, it's different because in movies, that character, that visual can come onto the screen and be like, oh, that guy's going to die. Yeah. I don't know that in a book. If you start off the book saying, oh, Charlie did this, and then all of a sudden he's dead, that doesn't really give me any surprise. Mm -hmm. It doesn't give me any excitement. Yeah. And so I really wanted more from the slashing of the the serial killer in the book. I would rate this book probably about a three out of five stars just because I feel like it was trying to mimic what horror movies did back in the 90s. Mm-hmm. And to me, it just fell flat. It reminded me of a PG-13 rated movie that did horrible in the box office mm, <laughs> in the 90s. Dang. Oopsie. Well, some positives that we do have is with Bonnie Turpin. Oh my God, I love Bonnie. Bonnie is so great. Her voice is so youthful. There's not a lot of diversity in this book, but we do have diversity in our main character and her grandmother. I love Bonnie's voice for the grandmother. Yes. Her voice for the grandmother is like a totally different narrator came in and just recorded specifically for the grandmother. Yeah. But it's not. It's all Bonnie. Mm -hmm. And her voices for the male characters are fabulous. The other female characters, they have either a deeper voice or they have a more like Valley Girl-esque voice. She does things to these characters that really makes you connect with them. Mm -hmm. And I felt the connection with Makani from that second chapter when we're first introduced to her. I really, really loved everything that Bonnie was able to put into these characters. And that's one of the reasons why I would still recommend the audiobook, giving it a try, because where we might not have connected with it as much, we still really connected with Bonnie and really loved her narration for it. I would definitely recommend this to any young adult. Yes. So if a parent is looking for a, a scary read to listen to on a road trip with their teenage kid, I would definitely choose this book. Mm -hmm. For me as an adult, I had to put my mind back into a young adult mind frame, which was hard because I was expecting it to be scary and thrilling. Mm -hmm. And it was very slow paced for me as an adult because I wanted more and I've seen and experienced a lot more. But for young teens, I feel like this is a perfect gateway into adult thrillers, to be honest. Yeah. Which is interesting because usually we gravitate toward young adult books. For most of the time, but then I'm thinking about it and a lot of our thrillers, a lot of the Ruth Ware, the Sherry LaPena's, the Gillian Flynn, they are adult. Yeah, we're desensitized. Yeah, we're very desensitized. Um, But I think what Stephanie Perkins did with this book is great. I completely agree with you that it is 
really awesome to give to your teenager if you're like a big horror buff Mm -hmm. and you want your teenager to experience horror with you and you are going on a Halloween road trip or something like that. Bonding. Bonding time with them. Like pop this book in and just enjoy it because it's it's still good for people who like horror, but then also for new horror fans. And there's some romance Yes, there's elements. a little bit of love, mm-hmm. a little bit of scandal. Now, the ending... Well, actually, scandal. Yes, The grandmother is. loves scandal. Yeah, she does. She talks about Olivia Pope she all the time. She watches it on Netflix. <laughs> She's like, what would Olivia Pope do? Yes. <laughs> That was I, I laughed at that. That was that was good. And it's very it's a very comic uh storyline as well. Yeah. Because you have to have that comedy in a slasher movie. Yeah, I mean Scream had it as well. Mm-hmm. So it was a strong like you said, it was a three out of five. Yeah. Now the ending, don't expect a big surprise or a big reveal. I think it was pretty monotone for mm-hmm. the ending. Yes. But overall, I again I would recommend this to a young adult. Now, the fun part. Ooh. If we were to cast <laughs> this movie slash TV show. Slasher. Slasher TV show. What? Oh, no. You know what? What? Have you seen Slasher on Netflix? I really want to watch it. I told Eddie we were going to watch it this week and he Okay. This me. story would be great for that anthology. Yes. Like it would be awesome for like a fourth installment of mm-hmm. that to have something like this where there's someone inside your house. Yeah. Just that. Sorry. That was a little... uh tangent there but anyway if this were to be the next anthology series for slasher Mm -hmm. who would you see playing some of the different parts we have to start off with makani oh yeah and we are in agreement of this one yes so you want to you want to share that since it was your idea zendaya (laughs) such a good such a good choice she's perfect she is so young looking that she can play a teenager probably until she's 50 Mm mm-hmm and she's an amazing actress, and I feel like she could really put forth what Makani gives to the character. Mm-hmm. She's perfect. And I'm sorry, I, I think the grandmother should be played by Cicely Tyson. <laughs> I love her. I love that woman. I love that woman. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I love that woman. Because I, I feel like she yes. gives such a sass to yeah. her characters, and mm-hmm. the grandmother had sass. Mm-hmm. What do you know about those boys? Yes, and yeah. she... So the grandmother has, no spoiler, but she sleepwalks and it's after the death of her husband and she leaves all the cabinets open in the kitchen. So we think from the beginning. Uh, But it's just funny how she's like, I wasn't up making anything. I wasn't doing that. And Makani was like, I didn't even eat here last night, grandma. What are you doing? (laughs) It wasn't me. And she was like, it wasn't me. She was shaggy. Yeah, she was. It wasn't me. me. (laughs) Call me opening cabinets. Wasn't wasn't me. me. Oh, Cicely Tyson, you crack us up. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so for Haley, the girl who dies in the very beginning, I'm thinking we flash back to uh, Drew Barrymore yeah. in Scream. Mm-hmm. And we have Dove Cameron. Dove Cameron is such a good choice. She is like, uh, God, she's one everywhere. Mm-hmm. Two, like, so... It's... So... It's- She's such so, a Drew Barrymore back then. So Drew Barrymore. Such a Drew Barrymore. Like, I can't even describe it. She just, like, is that person. She just needs a cute little lisp, and then she is Drew Barrymore. Basically, yes. Mm-hmm. So she can die first. Yes. And then... I mean, we love you, but oh, yes. we need a, a high-powered, young, yes. popular female to die first. Yes. We white. Need, white. Yes. We need... 
Carmen Electra in Scary Movie. Yes. <laughs> we need to blow all of our budget yes. on the first girl to die. Yes. And that is Dove Cameron. So, Ollie, this was a good, this, this took us some time, but we were like, who could pull off recently dyed pink hair, yes. leather jacket, a lip ring, a lip ring, who could pull that off and be sexy as anything? Brad shouted it out. And we both died in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. Cole Sprouse. Oh. I love you, Cole. He is like such a good actor. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. We He's got so goose good. pimples. He's so good. We got goosebumps. Oh, yeah. Um, he is such a good actor. He really pulls off those like weird and emotional and goth characters mm-hmm. really, really well. Um, don't want to typecast him, but he's just really, really good. He he would probably look real good with pink hair. Possibly. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe we can Photoshop him with pink hair and see. Mm-hmm. Like, we will do the casting calls for all of these guys. You just have to provide us with the money in order to do it. Be a patron of ours. <laughs> Movie producers. <laughs> yes. <laughs> wow. That was, that's a good little cast that's that good. we got going right yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah. I'm... Eager to build it. Yes. For whenever our TV show based on the book comes out. Audio Shelf Productions. <laughs> that would be so cool. That would be cool. But a pipe dream. Mm-hmm. So anyway, if you have read There's Someone Inside Your House, which legitimately freaks me out every time I say it. Yeah. Every time you say it, a noise from my house happens. Yeah. And there's a skeleton hanging off of the AC unit over there that you guys can't see. Um and there, uh, it's it's creepy. Mm-hmm. It's Halloween here at Brad's house. And before you go, please subscribe to our channel. Yep. And mm-hmm. interact with us. We love interaction. Yes. You can find us on Twitter at Audio Shelf Me, Instagram at Audio Shelf Me, and Facebook at Audio Shelf. They're like all right there. Yep. And please, if you want to become a patron member of ours and really get Audio Shelf Productions off the ground... <laughs> You can sign up with the link in our description down below. So until next time, lock your doors. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, what are we going to do it? (laughs) This has been Audio Shelf, where we release new episodes every Monday and Wednesday. If you want to stay updated, listen to previous episodes, or suggest books and topics for us to feature, visit us at audioshelf.me. We are Brad and Brittany. Thank you for listening.